What's up, everybody? This is the MMA Mavericks podcast for all things mixed martial arts, featuring host Mike Strzok and Ike Feldman. I'll tell you my story and my MMA background, but first, without further ado, a legend in broadcasting, an OG in mixed martial arts broadcasting. He's the anchor of this podcast, Mike Strzoko. How you doing, brother? I'm great, Ike. And and by the way, you know, we spoke offline, but... I'm impressed with your knowledge. You know, like I told you, your, when your wife was holding the camera in Paris, that was one of the coolest off-the-cuff, uh, uh, you know, breakdowns of a card, undercard and main event I've ever seen. Somebody who didn't even have anything in front of him, that was pretty impressive. Well, I appreciate that, man. You and the six other viewers noticed that, so I'm glad <laughs> you did. I really respect that and appreciate it. But, dude... I'm excited about this podcast, the MMA Mavericks with Mike and Ike. You know, we're sweeter than the candy. But it's a perfect time in mixed martial arts, the timing of this. It's the golden era of mixed martial arts. Conor McGregor is back. And I'm just excited, man. There's nobody better that I want to do this with. A legend in mixed martial arts, as I said, broadcasting. A martial arts practitioner in yourself. Guys who interview thousands of personalities and combat sports personality. But I'm most excited that... You're not afraid to get your balls busted because I think we need more of that in the sport, man. I think a lot of people in this sport are too thin-skinned, to be totally honest with you. You know, I've had fighters come up to me at UFC events and go, yo, Mike, what the hell was that all about? What kind of questions you ask me? And I said, listen, when, I'm, when you have my cameras, my cameras are my octagon. This is my cage. You step into my cage, uh, you're going to fight my fight. If Love I step that. into your cage, I fully expect you to beat me across the, across the mat. And, you know, you should expect the same from me. I agree with that, man, because a lot of the times they, they feel that if you're asking maybe a too edgy of a question, uh, they kind of give you the eyes or their trainers will give you the eyes. It's like, dude, well, you're going to get up and punch me? First of all, I don't want to take it to a lawsuit, but calm down. I'm asking you some questions. I, I feel you on that. They're in our octagon. Yeah, I, I, I think there are too many fighters that are too thin-skinned because I've had situations where fighters will come up to me at UFC events, at Bellator events, and say, hey, Mike, I didn't appreciate that question that you asked me. And, there are, and wow. some of these, these are the toughest guys in the world. And they're, a lot of these guys have really thin skin and really long memories. And I look at them and I say, you're, like, you're the toughest guy in the world. Like, you're the world champion in your weight class. Listen. If you're going to come on my show, these microphones, these cameras, this is my cage. So you were going to, you're going to fight my fight. So get prepared to fight because I'm not going to ask you easy questions. I'll, I'll say the same thing about Scott Coker, about Bjorn Rebby, about Dana White. I don't hold anything back. Actually, Dana White's another guy who has said to me, ask me anything you want because yeah, you know, right. Yeah, right. I, I think that we're, you know, a lot of our MMA media guys are afraid to lose our credentials. Because it happens a lot in this sport. And so we, we defer to Dana White and say, is there anything off limits? And Dana has always said to me, there's nothing off limits. Ask me whatever you want. Yeah, right. And <laughs> Henzo Gracie is another guy that, you know, I'll, I'll ask him something and, I, and I'll say, anything off limits? And he says, no. You know, a lot of guys that I've interviewed, and these are the toughest guys in the world. They'll come up to me at UFC events or Bellator events and say, hey, Mike, what was that question all about? And these guys have really thin skins and really long memories. And very few fighters and promoters will answer anything you ask them without, having, without being offended. 
And I think Mavericks and our show, you know, I'm not afraid to offend anybody. And what am I going to get beat up? Yeah, go ahead, beat me up. <laughs> I'm with you, man. It's, it's sad because this sport is on the cusp of greatness. I, I, I deeply believe that it's going to be bigger than soccer or football worldwide. I really do. I think it could be an Olympic sport at some point. Uh, at some point. But I think the fighters are insecure. Uh, the helm of the UFC is insecure. I don't know why Dana White holds everything so close to the vest. Dude, he, he's a multi, multi-millionaire, probably almost a billionaire. I don't know why this guy has such thin skin and long memory, as you said. He should let things bounce off his back. A secure person lets it bounce off his back. These fighters, I think once they are multi-million dollar athletes like the NFL, MLB, NBA, once they receive that respect financially, I don't think they'll have such thin skin. You agree with that? A hundred percent. You know, you look at, a guy like John Jones, and John Jones has made a lot of money, but there are times when John has, has been offended or hurt by questions. You know, you, you, you see sometimes Ariel Hawani will ask a question and they'll get upset about it. You know, and then I, when you really think about it, you know, John Jones was the UFC light heavyweight champion and a legend in the sport. His little brother signed a contract with, with the New England Patriots for an $11 million sod bonus, right? <laughs> wow. So you wonder why, you know, these guys are just, they're just frustrated in the UFC. They're frustrated in the sport because like you said, they're not getting the paydays. Only Conor McGregor is getting the paydays. And thankfully there's enough cake to go around when he fights that some of these other guys are, are sharing in that wealth. And I just, uh, you know, for too long, too many UFC fighters, too many Bellator fighters were not getting paid. That's why I love PFL. They're, these guys are getting $1 million to win a, win a tournament. I think that's it, – it's about time. It's a great start. It's a great start. And they don't even speak English. That's the best part. They don't have to promote themselves. They're, what they do inside the cage is promoting itself. I, I think that's amazing format. What do you mean they don't speak English? Magomed, Magomed, Karamov. There's uh, – so, <laughs> I'm not joking. That's a real name. The, yeah, no. he, tra- he trains at ATT. This guy doesn't – speak a lick of English, but he was holding a million dollars just a year ago at MSG. And I, I think that's fantastic. The Anderson Silvas of the world. Imagine Anderson Silva on the ESPN era. It would just be bonkers. It would be bonkers. And, you know, Anderson and I go back a long way. I've interviewed Anderson so many times, as you, you probably know. And I'll tell you one, <laughs> I'll give you a great story, man. When I was doing my fighting words show, I had four cameras set up at the gym, at, at, at the uh, Black House gym in California. And Ed Suarez was in Brazil. And Ed said, Mike, Anderson's set, he's coming over. He never showed up. Four cameras set up, lighting. You know how much that work that is? Yeah. So I call Ed and Ed goes, Mike, it's Anderson. What am I supposed to do? So he calls him up, he goes, okay, Anderson will do it at his house. So okay. I say, okay, we break down all the cameras. We had cameras set up on the roof. <laughs> like I'm not joking like we I we made this look beautiful so we break it all down we get to his house and you're not going to believe what happens the power goes out in the whole neighborhood oh my gosh so that now interview gotta, wasn't meant to happen no so now I go to Home Depot and I get a generator and I come back to Anderson's house and he's playing video games because, because the power came back on and I'm just like this is this is a nightmare anyhow it was it was Anderson what are you gonna do I had, you know, I had to get him on the show. Dude, I, I expect a lot more of those stories, a lot more coverage, a lot more things. I'm glad we touched on Conor McGregor. This was the teaser episode to hook everybody in. 
the next episode. I think we should recap Connor, the UFC, what's next, what lies ahead, and uh, just maybe some more Mike Straka stories because, dude, just from our off-the-record calls, you have a lot of them. I do, and I don't, I don't know how many I want to put on the top of <laughs> but I'm willing – you know, I ruffle feathers. I have done it in the past. I don't mean to. You know, a lot of a lot of times the fans will hate on me because they think, you know, oh, Mike disrespected, you know, Jim Miller on the show or, or Frankie or these guys are my friends, man. I don't disrespect them. And they know it too. You know, I just speak real. And I think that's what's missing in this sport these days. A lot of guys are trying to sugarcoat things because they're afraid to offend people. Listen, I offend my friends. They offend me. We go in there. These guys are fighters, man. They beat the crap out of each other for a living. And they shouldn't be offended by something I say or you say. They should brush it off, man. Yeah, same thing. Family feuds, Thanksgiving. I've taken my verbal beatings. Exactly. I've learned martial arts. So if anything gets wild, any turkeys are throwing any drumsticks, I could defend myself. Well, you know, there's a lot of great (laughs) MMA journalists out there. um, And I think the sport has come a long way in, in covering it in a real, real, real way. You know, and I think the ESPN era of the US, UFC has been pretty good. Um, certainly the Paramount TV uh, era of Bellator has been great. And Professional Light Fight League, you know, another place that – and then one championship. I think the sport has come in such a – like you said, it's Olympic level. And it's just we're, like we're, we're – this is the golden era of MMA. And I'm glad we're a part of it, man. So how do we wrap this up? We've never done this before. You want, do you have a catchphrase? Do we play like a planes flying over the head? I'm Iceman, you're Maverick. What, 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 how do we wrap this up? I basically always wrap up every single show the same way. Until next time, enjoy the fights. Until next time, enjoy the fights. Or maybe I could say the first part of the sentence. You could say the last. How about that? <laughs> Until next time, enjoy the fights. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.